is the place where real dialogue matters. It is time to take flight with Audio Airstrike. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Everett Hall McNeil, and this is Audio Airstrike. Thank you once again. This is episode 95. And I got a special guest with me. He is a videographer, entrepreneur, and overall coach. And he represents his company, Under One Media. Ladies and gentlemen, a good buddy of mine, good friend of mine, one and only Dwayne Hazelwood. Dwayne, thank you for coming, man. Thank you for being on Audio Airstrike with us. Thank you for having me, brother. Absolutely, man. You know, I had to... We were, we were, you know, yesterday we were sitting over here talking back and forth and be like, hey, man, we might as well have you on the podcast because every time we get together, there's always some game that we give each other. It's always like a positive um, conversation. Right, right. I agree, man. We always have long, nice, nice long talks, man. So that's good stuff, brother. Yeah, I agree, man. I definitely agree. So I wanted to kind of um, talk to you about this. And I wanted to get into business, um, data, and stuff of that nature. Um, recently, Facebook has really taken a, it's not a huge hit, but they definitely got fined for the whole uh, privacy scandal that took place a year ago. Um, five billion, five billion, I should say, five billion dollars that they got hit with the fine and to help with the settlement. Um, now that's just one tidbit about business and data. The next thing is, is that New York councilman, a councilman in New York has proposed a bill to stop certain apps from using, um, tracking locations and to, um, let me read this over. So a councilman in New York has put a bill in to stop app developers from using, uh, people's locations to collect their data. Hmm. And on the flip side to that, we know about the face app uh, craze that happened for a week. Yeah. Y'all had my whole entire Facebook looking like a daggone nursing home. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. So my my honest thoughts, and Dwayne, I'm going I'm to let you, you know, kick off whatever you want to kick off after this. I'm just going to pick your brain for a second um, after I just give my initial thoughts. Um when people sit over there and create this big fuss about privacy and data and stuff of that nature, but they willingly, when they apply for jobs, they willingly give their social security name, address. When they go for their driver's license, they give their name, um, you know, zip code, um, address. They give their social security number. They already give some of their personal information away when they go and take care of these things, even when they get permits for different things. So if we're so hung up on privacy and data, you guys would not have been submitting your name, your date of birth, your address anyway. Now you're in a stage where, look, these people already got your information. They could find out where you live like that, like it's nothing if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, What is new now and with this new age of marketing it is more about let me try to figure out who he hangs out with, what's he into so I can make even more money off of him. If I know that he goes to 
look up camera equipment, if I know he goes to the floral shop, if I know she likes to shop, I'm going to start trying to figure out what they like so I can market to them and make more money off of them. That is the game now. That's part of it. But also, they're making money off that data on the back end. Because companies, at the end of the day, they want to make money. So they're going, they have no problem selling the data that says a lot more about you. It could be based off your friends list, um, based off where you, um, like if, for those of you on Facebook that are stupid enough to check in when you go to a spot, <laughs> that's them knowing where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? And doing different stuff of that nature. Of course, they have a whole database of where you've been to probably from 2016 to 2018 and onward and so forth just by these clues. So everybody's sitting over here worried about these three instances of stuff that's going on when people are sitting over here using the location data to track whatever you're doing. And then they're worried about the face app that was um, found out that it was made by somebody of Russian descent. And then they're worried about Facebook every five minutes. But they willingly give their information when they apply for a job or go to get a permit or something of that nature. Dwayne, what are your thoughts? Um, I agree, man. Um, People like this recent thing that happened with Facebook, people acting like it's a big shock. And, and you know, we heard about the Cambridge Analytics thing months ago. Right. And, um, you know, people are still on here willingly giving out their information and like. It's already known that people think that you're going to be on this platform doing whatever you want, when you want, using it how you want for free, forever. Like, you, you, you really think this stuff is free. Like, you are the product. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, just, it's been going on forever. It's just this new wave of business and the way we're doing things online. Like, really, this is how, as business owners, this is how we market. This is how we get information on the products to sell you know to people how to put out stuff in front of people um you know for business purposes but a lot of people get on here and complain about the whole facebook thing and like you say they willingly go apply for jobs and stuff like that give their whole life their social security birth certificate everything don't get the job and never think well where did this information winds up right but then they get on when they see this stuff happening with with what's going on in uh facebook they jump on the whole the moment right now is a big hype but then they log back in and continue giving their information and all that stuff like nobody really read the fine print when we sign up for these apps just like that that uh that face what's it called the face app uh i knew better i didn't download it or mess with it because i seen how popular it was and everybody was doing it and i'm like a zigzagger when i see everybody doing something i go the other way so i kind of like, eh, nah, I ain't gonna mess with that. But it's the same thing with Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I use it for business purposes, but I also understand that they, what they doing with my information. You know what I'm saying? So this is not new news. Like, people know this. And I don't really see the big deal. I get it. People about the whole privacy thing. But, dude, if you're gonna be on a platform and you think you're gonna do all this stuff for free, then you're a fool. And now that people know what's going on, Get off it, I dare you. Some people are addicted to it. You know what I'm saying? But if it's that much of an issue for you, just get off it. But truth be told, it's too late. You've been on it for 10 years. They know everything about you. So you can dip if you want. 
You know what I'm saying? But you know, so my thing is, all right, it's 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 Facebook now, but we all have most of us got over 50 apps on our phone right now that we signed up for, we joined and all this stuff, and they got all your information. So whether it's Facebook or another program or another app, if you own anything for free or you think it's free, you got another thing coming. Y'all got to wake up. Right. Ain't none of this right. free. It's you the product. Right. None of it. None of it is free. If you think for one second they are not using your data and selling and making money off, technically they're making money off of you because you're willing to, willingly to put your information out there to make an account. Yes, you're able to log in Facebook for free. Yes, you're able to message people for free. But these things are under recorded data on a server, which means that it is available to be purchased for profit by another company that is going to try to market towards you in order for them to make money, whether it is domestic or overseas. Yeah, it's business. It's business. Like that's that's just like remember a few years ago, you don't even hear nobody talking about this. Remember Verizon? I believe it was Verizon. It was like a year or two ago when they came out and admitted that they screened your phone calls. You remember that? Mm. Yeah, no. I, the sad thing is, I don't remember that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Oh yeah, go go do the research, man. I, I believe it was Verizon where they got caught up in this whole thing to say they listen in on people calls, right? And it was I don't know why this Facebook thing is making more waves and more news than that. They swept it under the carpet real fast, but you can go look it up that they admitted that they do listen to some listen in on some people calls. Verizon. Why this wasn't major? And people people complained about it for like a good week. I thought it was going to be bigger than what it was. They complained about it for like a week and boom, done. You don't even hear about this stuff no more. But go look it up. I think it was at least two years ago or something with Verizon. Or I could be wrong. It could be another phone company. But I think it was Verizon where they admitted to um, what they call like screening people calls, listening to people calls. You know what I'm saying? We agreed. But the thing was, they were able to legally do it because you agreed to it when you signed up for their service. You know yeah, what I'm nobody saying? reads the terms of service. Nobody nobody reads nobody that. Nobody reads, reads a privacy policy. None of that. I ain't even going to lie. I only read them half the time. But I understand that um, they, what, what they doing, they listen it in and all that stuff. So I don't do nothing or say nothing online that I will that I would, uh, wouldn't want to you know people to know or say so you know i'm just careful online i suggest everybody just be careful online like i'm not tripping about the privacy thing because i don't put up personal stuff like that online you know what i'm saying but if you got people who um who love to just put all their business out and tell everybody and show everybody everything they doing everywhere they going and all that stuff that's cool if that's you that's your thing that's cool but don't be shocked when you you know, you can't be surprised that you telling everybody what you're doing or what product you just brought or what store you're going to. And then you get hit with all these ads coming from people with similar products or similar uh, things, what you just talked about. That's the name of the game. Like we use right. Facebook ad campaigns and stuff to target particular audiences. Like that's the, the beauty of being on it as a business is you can target your audience. But we pay for that like they make their money off of the business owners we pay for those ad campaigns we pay for for um boosting and things like that so that's how they make their money to be able to collect the data so that businesses can come and pay to be able to get their product in front of people because this is where the eyeballs are at 
the eyeballs is on social media. Everybody is on Facebook and everything or, or you know, different platforms. But business owners, you know, what I mean, it used to be we had to have huge budgets to get on TV and get our product and stuff on commercials and doing the Super Bowl and all that. The little small companies, we couldn't afford that stuff to be getting, you know, slots on ma mainstream television and stuff. So now the eyeballs are not there no more. The eyeballs are over on Facebook, Instagram, and all that. So y'all get to use that for free the same way you get to watch TV. Remember regular television before cable and all that stuff? That was free for you to watch. Right. You know what I'm saying? People was watching that for free all they want, all day, every day. How do you think they were able to tell how many people was watching this show or how successful this show was? You know what I'm saying? And then people start paying to um, get their products and stuff. Commercials and big companies, Coca-Cola, all that stuff, will pay millions of dollars to get a 15-second commercial, you know what I'm saying, on this particular show because they had data on how many people was watching this show. You know what I'm saying? Or Super Bowl. They know they, they know how to predict how many people are going to be watching it so people start. You know what I mean? It's the same concept. It's it just over on Facebook. So you get to be over there for free. You don't pay nothing to be on Facebook. But the business owners, we pay to get to, you know what I'm saying, a, a particular audience because this is where they spending the most time. So, you know what I mean? I understand people who, who trip about the privacy thing and they, and they don't really understand the business side of it. But, you know... If, if it's that serious, then just don't get on Facebook. Absolutely. And you also have to put this in there uh, into perspective as well. This is going to be in every aspect of form of entertainment. So now we're not just talking about social media. We're talking about the streaming aspect, too, because now you got more people that are into streaming than into regular standard television the way you used to watch television 20 years ago. So it's going to be times where net, don't be surprised if you turn around and Netflix decides, you know, okay, we're getting, we could get a lot of money off advertising too. So let's get into like, you know, you have to watch this, you know, 30 second advertisement for something else. You know what I'm saying? Or exclusive content for something else. You know, YouTube has already been on that wave for the past couple years. Five or two, I, I dare say longer than that. Five, 10 years easily. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, it's just a matter of time before Netflix does it another. And then and and truth be told, they're going to be in a competition battle royale in about a couple of months when you got all these other uh, cable companies coming out with their streaming platforms. Disney being one of them. Disney probably being the biggest competitor, the biggest threat to uh, Netflix right now. So it's going to be interesting. Everybody is fighting. If you're in. And this is what I, I really wanted to tell Dwayne. Because he's in the same field that I'm into. If you're a content creator, if you're a videographer, this is the best time. You should be loving this. Yep. For one strictly uh, good reason. They need us. That's right. They need a bunch of content creators on these different platforms to pull off what they're trying to pull off. Now, where people have to be smart about it and have to move is, do you want to be... A worker bee or do you want to be the king bee the queen bee however you want to put that if that makes sense makes sense you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's really it's a it's a crucial time because for content creators this is great because people are looking for if people are starting a streaming platform it's great it's awesome but it's one of those things where you decide okay i'm going to be the content creator 
as a business, as a brand and stuff of that nature. But also you have to look at the flip side to that. I'm not trying to be under anybody. Perfect example of not trying to be under anybody. Jay-Z and Meek Mill have partnered under uh, Meek Mill's uh, Dream Chasers uh, album uh, label. Or I should say record label. So I look at that as an example, switching gears to music. And um, Dwayne, you're an entrepreneur as well. I think we have I think I speak kind of for everybody here when I basically just want to say I think that the the standard um, nine to five job, the standard put your 40 hours a week in clock in clock out and you'll be fine. That is a no go. You cannot. I hate to say it, but you can't really trust you can't really trust some of these companies. You can't really trust the company culture. I don't care what's what they say, how they say it. If you're not within the budget and they don't if you're not one of the reasons they make money, they will release you for whatever reason they see fit to release you. True. So when I sit back over here and I look at examples like this where for the longest time the rap game it was mainly these rappers don't really own anything. It's really the executives and the brands that are uh, that are under them, that are funding them, that are really making the money. And they'll get, uh, you know, pocket change. It may look like like it may look like a lot of dollars to those who are in the middle class. But really, it's pocket change when you compare that to what the record labels have made over the years. Right. And now to see the change in these artists that want to be more so of entrepreneurs after hearing horror stories of artists getting screwed over left and right. It is definitely something when I see stuff like that, um, when Jay Z and Meek Mill are partnering up and he's going to help out Meek Mill with his dream chasers label. It's a big deal because, you know, he's furthering, he's not only educating those after him, but he's also putting the people that have been around him in more lucrative positions where, yeah, they may be under Meek Mill, but you're in an executive position that you probably wouldn't have been in in any other space. So it's about opening doors from other people as well, too. Dwayne, what's your thoughts on uh, the whole uh, concept of ownership and Jay-Z and Meek Mill? I agree, man. I've I, I seen um, a little bit of the buzz coming up on my stream, but I haven't looked into it heavy. But, I mean, who who else better than Jay... To go under the, the, you know, that can teach you, like, how to own your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I think it's a good move for Dream Chasers. I mean, Dream Chasers been around how long? And I, I ain't heard nobody come grab them up to, to do what Jay doing. So. Uh, they've been, they've been kind of like a, it's kind of been a saying. You know how sayings go with certain clicks. That's what they've kind of been regarded as. But this is the but now it's a full blown record label. So they're gonna be a full blown their own label. Yeah, Dream Chasers is gonna be their own record label, and then Jay Z's partnering with them. So okay, yeah, I I thought they were already. But I mean, I I guess it's a good thing. I mean, I gotta look more into it and what's going on with it. I don't really keep up much with that, but hey, I mean. I think if you're going with Jay, I mean, that's a smart move. I think he's leaning more towards ownership and everything anyway. Like, dude waking up on some other stuff. So, yeah, it should be a good look, man. Yeah, especially 
especially when you sit over here and you look at what he's been through with the justice system and stuff of that nature, he's maturing. Um, and when you look at um, everything that he has been through and he has matured, he realizes, you know, I think he's 31 or 32. I think he's the same age as Drake at this point. Uh, when you sit over here and you look at what he's been through, it's one of those situations where when you get to a certain age, you start to think about, um, good, okay, what do I really want? You know, what, what, now it's time I, 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 I was on this wide path where I was kind of finagling around and trying to figure out my way. But now that I'm approaching my early 30s or approaching my late 20s, um, I really there's some stuff I really need to figure out. Um, and everybody gets to that point. And I don't care if you're a rapper that's making decent money or you're the, the janitor that's working a nine to five. Like everybody gets to that point where it's more about, OK, you're reevaluating everything. Mm-hmm. When you're young, you know, you think you got all the time in the world. You, you know, you, you ain't really, you know, you ain't really taking that time to evaluate. If you're taking that time to evaluate in your early 20s and your teenage years, somebody taught you hella right, hella right game about certain things. That's right. So, but not the average person doesn't get that really until like late 20s, early 30s, honestly. Um, so, when I see that in that regard, it's one of those situations where it's like, okay, he's took a step back. He looked over the situation. He has a good relationship with Jay. And I think it is the smartest move for him to do, um, especially at this stage in the game. Um, and especially with somebody who is the first certified billionaire of hip hop, pretty much. Right. Um, so, it's one of those situations, you know, Jay has had his hand in certain pots that very few people have access to. Right. So you can imagine the game, the intellect, the intelligence, how to move differently, taking you up to a different tax bracket being not only just it ain't about just putting you in a different tax bracket, but it's also about how do you sustain multiple streams of income through your artists that you're going to have on that label, but not sucking them dry, but helping them to also understand how business works and prosper too. If you look at, um, what's the label that's doing really good right now. And a lot of artists to get, I look at quality control, quality control is a perfect, is another example in terms of music. These guys are smart, not only from a marketing standpoint, these guys are smart also from a business standpoint. It's not just one person in that label that is on and everybody else is just behind on the background. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is getting their shine from the Migos to little baby and on and onward and onward and so forth. Everybody's getting their shine at this point. So when I sit over there and I look at Meek Mill and I look at, he's got a coach in Jay now, he's on the right track. And it's very important when it comes to ownership. And I think Dwayne, you could speak on this. That when it comes to ownership and stuff of that nature and really making sure that you have um, mentors that guide you in the right way, making sure you have no at this stage in the game and at this particular time, nobody, nobody. And I mean, nobody. I don't care what field you in. You did not get to the position you in, no matter how big or how small you did not get into that position 
strictly by yourself. That's BS if you did. You're lying. Somebody coached you. Somebody influenced you. Somebody taught you a different way. Somebody was your sensei at some point. You did not step into this game being I am the sensei. I know all. That's not the case. That's right. All that self-made stuff. Yeah. You, that self-made stuff is whack. It worked, probably worked the early 2000s and late to the, in late 2000s. That's not the case anymore. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds good. You know, building brands, it takes influence. It takes having coaches. It takes, and you don't even have to meet your coach. You could be watching somebody online and be influenced by them about how they did certain things. Everybody's influenced by somebody. That's right. So I think the biggest thing when I look at the ownership aspect of everything that's going on, it's it's one of those situations where it's about really sitting down and really getting that coaching. And you have to be coachable. This is not about finding a coach and then you want to be um, hard-headed about stuff. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. That's the worst. I think, like, I mean, it's a great thing because I think people – or artists have learned from the artists in the past who don't own anything, who are like just old washed up artists now and stuff like that because they didn't take control of their own. They kind of left everything in somebody else's hands and, and didn't pay attention. Like a lot of people who was with, um, I always look at like some of the guys who used to be with Jay or some of the artists who was with Puff back in the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? How many of them actually took control or ownership or had their contracts or whatever structured so they can won't wind up 10 years down the road even though they're not with Puff or with these people no more they still had the business side going you know what I'm saying they still was doing other things other than uh, music like or they became moguls you know what I'm saying I, I, I look at people who's under them and be like yo you got like now Jay you got this billionaire around you like you ain't soaking up the game on the business side or figuring out how to, you know what I mean? We've seen his moves publicly for the last 10 years. So it's like, yo, when's somebody going to, like, learn? I mean, I know there's people who, who pick it up and learn it that we probably don't know about or whatever, but I think, like, artists is seeing this now, this move that, that he's making with Jay and everything, maybe it'll spark something that, that people will see, like, yeah, yo, it's more doper to own your shit. These days, you know what I'm saying? And that'll become a major wave where everybody is focusing on ownership, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a good move, though. I think they learned from the past, though, because you got a lot of people who don't even own the music that's still getting played today from, from the 90s and the early 2000s from certain artists. They don't even own that or own any part of it, you know what I'm saying? So, I think uh, a lot of artists are starting to see what happened to a lot of artists back in the day and they really starting to it's starting to be cool to even say I own versus I'm signed you know what I'm saying right. remember everybody was so hyped to get signed oh sign me sign me sign me you know what I mean that was you know the independent the thing the whole indie thing taking off and everybody doing their thing on their own now so it's kind of like the whole ownership thing is doper now than saying sign me right and when and and here's the thing, right? When it comes to ownership and stuff of that nature, and and I need to say this, so everybody understands. One of the biggest problems in society right now 
is people are abusing other people's kindness and support um, when it comes to ownership and when it comes to um, just respecting brands and respecting people. Um, that separates those who own and those who don't own. When it comes to people disrespecting other people's kindness and support, let me say this to anybody who is listening at the sound of my voice. Um, your kindness, your support is a privilege. It is just like a driver's license. When you went to school to get your driver's license, the first thing they told you was, Having this is a privilege. This is not a right. Mm-hmm. You can say the same thing about your kindness and support towards other people. The second, the moment, the minute that your kindness and support is unappreciated or abused, you have every right to take that away from that person. Mm-hmm. Every single right. It's one of the biggest rules in ownership, and it's one of the biggest rules in prospering. Everybody gets scared about, oh, I, you know, everybody gets scared about that. I've learned, trust me when I tell you, I've learned the hard way. If you don't acknowledge that and know your worth, you will get used out here. They will look at you as a, you'll be used up. You'll be like, you'll be literally squished like a sponge until they get all the liquids out of you everything all the game and all that and you're gonna be left with nothing and that's just the harsh reality of the situation when it comes to ownership that's why me and Dwayne really preach about ownership that's why i own all my scripts Dwayne owns all his footage Dwayne owns his own company i own my own company i own my own podcast brand because i get we got fed up with the you know status quo nine to five you know you know petty just just petty stuff that goes around meetings where they probably talk about you, you don't even know it right <laughs> you know what i mean it's it's just it's just it's just toxic and it's and 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 people get so hung up on i have a nine to five and this and that you can get fired tomorrow today and i know people don't want to think negatively negative like that when they go to their job because they got a lot of stuff going on i get that but that's a reality that is a reality that i've stared right in the face it's one of those situations where we really have to you know take a step back and really be like okay at the rate that i am in now is my kindness and support at any given point by anybody being abused or unappreciated? Because if so, I need to walk away from that. If you are on a bridge and that's the foundation of your bridge, I think it gives you every right to burn that bridge. Mm. Mm. I agree. There's no point. There's no point of that bridge standing anymore. If that's the foundation, which is decaying anyway, What's the point of you trying to build that bridge? Wow. Right. You're right, man. It's it's, it's toxic. And I see so many talented people. Even I've been in this situation. Me and Dwayne have had conversations. I've been in that situation. And this is not me trying to, like, call people out or me trying to be petty. This is not me trying to be petty. I'm trying to help people. That's what this whole podcast was built for. And I get so sick and tired of fed up of people that are very talented, very nice, 
very um, trusting, just be joked around, yoked around, you know, giving the oo-wop, this and that, fake stuff thrown at them by other people that just want to be leeches. You just want to take from them. How are we supposed to own? How are we supposed to own as a community? And I'm not talking about a specific race. I'm talking about everybody. Dwayne, what are your thoughts on? Because I just kind of went on a tangent about um, the whole ownership issue. What are your thoughts on um, basically would have what this conversation has been on and stuff of that nature? Um, I think like I used to I used to feel like I mean, now I as an entrepreneur, I understand that this. I know we get frustrated when, when trying to convey this to people and, and talk to people about this and this particular lifestyle and, and versus, you know, talking to the nine to fivers or whatever. But um, I don't even, I, I understand you, we can't help, we can't save everybody. You know what I'm saying? So so knowing that, and it's like people not wrong for it. It's like, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I used to be like, you know, preaching ownership and, and, and side hustles and businesses and, you know, to people but then it's like you had to think like yo everybody can't be a boss like we need employees you know what i'm saying like if we if we have our own companies and our businesses we need if, if everybody a boss and everybody owning something then we don't even have employees you know what i'm saying so people you know we got people who want out and people who got potential who want to do their own thing i i focus more on them the people who want to help the people who want change, then I'll put my energy into them. But those who see the opportunities, they see the lifestyle, they see, you know, what they can have, but they just don't have the mindset to go get it. Then it's like, okay, nothing wrong with that. That I, I let them be because they probably wind up working for me at some point. So let them continue building their uh, nine to five mentality. Because we might need them to work for us. You feel me? So. Yeah, I get that. So I, I kind of like, all right, you know, I just let them do their thing. And I focus on people who want more or who want to, who want to, you know, change their lifestyle and become entrepreneurs or own their own businesses and all that stuff. Then I'll put my energy into them. But I don't need to waste time no more with nine to five mindsets. Nothing wrong with the people or, 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 you know, it's not like you know, nothing against nobody. Yeah, we're not. A lot of my friends are nine to fivers, but. I'm just saying, like, far as um, I don't waste time trying to convert them or trying to get them to do their own thing. If they happy with the nine to five, then psh, let it be. But we both know how that can go. You know what I'm saying? But everybody wake up at different times. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's one of those things. And, I, and look, I'm not sitting over here saying if you work a nine to five, you're trash. That's not what I'm saying. Um. Yeah, that's not that's not that's not the type of vibe that I'm on. But what I am saying is, is that I am trying to spread spread awareness on the fact that some companies that have these nine to fives will not hold you in high regard and look at you as expendable and replaceable if need be or if it's not within company budget or for whatever other reason that may be. That is the harsh reality. And. So if you think that you are going to spend 10 years, 20 years at one job when you got statistics saying that you're probably going to be switching the job every three to five years anyway, what does that tell you? It's no stability. Right. It's no such thing as so you're going to have to. Right. 
you're going to have to, you know, it's one of them realities where I'm looking at the situation. I'm going, okay, you know, you got to be prepared to make sudden moves or there is going to be a sudden move made within three to five years. And with some of these companies, it may be several months. Who knows? You don't know the agenda of whoever's in that corporate office, but it's one of those situations where if you're an entrepreneur, can you decide your own hours? Yes, you can. Can you start your own business? Yes, you can. But it takes more drive that is multiplied way more for the person who's trying to employ people than the employee. The employee only got to worry about I come in at this certain time and I leave at this certain time and I do my work in between. You have to worry about how it's going to be marketed, the branding, the look, everything, who employees you hire and that nature. So it's a give and take. It's a give and take. And, and, and we found that out the hard way. Some people still ain't get that kick yet. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, it's we know, I know better. You know better. We both had similar experiences where, you know, we were let go from companies that we had, like, we didn't know why. It just, you know, they just let us go, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, man, it's changing, man. It's not, it's, every five years is different, like. Well, it's five to seven years is, is, you know, the economy, all this stuff is changing. So people, uh, some people change with the time. Some people still stuck in, you know, the 50s and 60s and think that there's going to be this. Uh, we stick with these companies for 20, 30 years and there's going to be some kind of pension or, or Social Security or some check waiting for us down the road. And, you know. Yeah, and there's a good chance. And there's a good chance that night might happen. And, I, and I'm going to tell some of y'all, like, I'm at this point, at my age, I'm 28, um, about to be 29 later this year. I don't see how Social Security is going to help my generation. I just don't see how that's going to help. The little amount of money that's going into there off your check, I don't see how that's going to help. When you think about how inflation might be in years to come by the time we hit our retirement ages or when we're supposed to hit our retirement ages, that keeps on going up every year. Um, it's it's one of those situations where, okay, can I really trust this to fall back on? Can I really trust a 401k to fall back on? Can I really trust um, a CD to fall back on? All these old mentality things. Like it's got to be, it's got, it's getting to the point now it's got to be some type of residual income. It's got to be real estate. It's got to be stocks. It's got to be something, something worthwhile. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? I'm about the multiple streams, so I just tell people like, man, even even if it's uh, even if it's work working, I don't know what just happened, but even if it's working or whatever, multiple jobs or whatever, like um, you have to uh, like I don't understand how you know for years we've been taught to like we have multiple bills, but we trying to juggle all these bills with one income. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got rent, car notes, insurance, gas and electric, cable, internet. You got all these bills that you're trying to juggle with one income. You know what I mean? A lot of people, some people got enough and a good enough income where they can handle it. But then you got a lot of people who struggle where they only make enough just to pay the bills. 
You know what I mean? Because they're trying to juggle five, six, seven different bills off of one income. You know what I'm saying? And it, just imagine if you had two, three different streams to help, you know, offset the bills or whatever. Like, you don't, when, when we, a lot of time when I speak about multiple income streams, people, people get hesitant or they shy away from it because they got this idea that when we say multiple income streams, we, we mean a, a crap ton of money from each stream. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, no, it, it can be as simple as one stream is enough to pay for your cable, gas, electric for the month. You know what I'm saying? Versus your main, right. like you might have your main job that, you know, that's that right now you're trying to pay seven, eight bills from one income. Well, if you find ways to create separate little income streams, this stream, let's say you got your main stream and then you got another stream that might have took care of your car, no gas, and electric. That's probably only like six, seven hundred bucks a month. You know what I mean? You got another stream paying this, another stream paying that. That way your main income stream is you can use for investments or other things. And then you got other little small little things you might get into that help offset the other bills. So it's not like you got to have these big old elaborate uh, side incomes and stuff. That You know what I'm saying? It can be small little things you make in monthly to help you not have to struggle trying to pay seven or eight different bills from one income. You know what I mean? And some people, you know, they got husband and wife team, so it's two incomes in the household. But even still, people struggle with two incomes in a one household trying to pay multiple bills and stuff. So, you know what I mean? That's, that's just, I just preach the multiple income streams. It don't have to be a crap ton from your side hustle or whatever you got going on. But at least it can offset and take some of the pressure off of your main income and, you know, take care of other little bills and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. It's about it's about a mindset. It's about making sure your mind is in the right place. And um, when it comes to um, this season that we're in, and I know we're right in the thick of summer and some of that nature, um, people's mindset, depending on age, um, worries me. Um, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, Hot girl summer. That's a trendy topic. Which is another way of saying summer's out. You know, I'm in my, you know, have a good time bag. This is what I want to do. I just want to live life on certain terms. I want to be free, this and that. You know, Meg the Stallion coined this phrase. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being, you know, she can do that. She's in her early 20s. But when I see somebody with bills, and her priorities messed up and you in your 30s and 40s saying that I'm like whoa <laughs> I know it's trendy but you can't be doing that you know what I'm saying like priorities like if you're on vacation fine if you have a designated time for vacation I can understand why you would be on your hot girl summer stuff I can understand that but I don't want to hear you say that and you got bills up to here talk about hot girls I mean talk about um, hot girl summer and this and that and you at the club, and ain't none of the bills paid at home. Mm. Now, fill me in. This hot girl, you know, I don't keep up with a lot of this trendy stuff going on these days. But so from what I'm hearing about this hot girl summer, um, what's the definition? Like, what's the point of it? Um, hot girl summer is let me see if I can look at this on my screen is about just being you having fun. Turning up. 
drinking, not giving a crap about anything. Um, basically, it's another trendy, cool way of saying it's summertime. Enjoy the party lifestyle. Basically, is what it is. I guess it's them living their best. I heard somebody mention like living your best life and all that stuff. So you only do that in the summer. Like, what what do they do for the rest of the year? Is it after the summer? Just like what is it? It's not gonna be trendy no more when it's hot. Y'all can't be yelling hot girl summer this winter or this fall or living your best life or doing whatever that the definition is for the rest of the year. Like, what is? Charlemagne said it best. You can have a hot girl summer if you want to, but you're gonna be a signal mother come spring break. <laughs> you made me laugh with that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I, I guess it's. I, I don't pay attention to it, but I be. I guess it's an anthem that they. You know, that, it's for women only, right? It's a it's a party it's a party anthem it's a party it's one of those I think it's one of those things that it became trendy and it's another thing for saying it's summertime live it up it's nice weather it's been hot as hell the past week but it's nice weather most of the time um, depending on where you live at and live it up you know this is the you know what I'm saying live it up don't care about what nobody's saying now we have to I do have to say this in context the person who coined this phrase is somebody that's in their early to mid 20s that is thriving as a hip hop artist. She got the right to do that and turn up with her friends because she is successful. She's at a point now where she can do that. But don't get it twisted. Homegirl went to college to get got her education. Okay. So, so people, people so, so when, when it comes, comes to so is that a song or something? Huh? Hot girl something. Is it a song or is it just a term? I, I, it's a term. It's a popular term that's going on that she coined, that Megan the Stallion coined. So her background is she's from Houston, went to college, um, is young, but is ter- tearing up the rap game right now. And she coined this phrase and everybody took and ran with it and came up with their own definition as to what hot girl summer is. And some people's definition of what hot girl summer is. Throwing away the priorities is one of them. Hey, well, they did say hi. That's girl. what I. That's what I literally seen. They did say girl, not women. So let the girls oh, be girls. Well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. You have a grown woman summer, or you can have a hot girl summer. I mean, you know, I mean, of course, you know, grown ladies gonna jump on and talk about. Oh, I'm having a hot girl summer, man. Okay, but. You know that yeah, we just the key word was girl. That's like if they coined it hot boy summer, and then you and I start jumping on it, we we, we looking and sounding like little boys at that point or teenagers or you know what I'm saying because I consider myself a grown man and I'm carrying myself as a grown man, then I don't want boy attached to nothing I'm doing. Right, you let me catch any of my friends, any of my male friends, talking about hot boy summer. I will slap them dead across their freaking face. What the heck, hot boy summer. You know what I'm saying? Even though I understand what they're trying to say, the term and everything, but grown men, we 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 pretty much live that life. Um, a period. It ain't just for the summer. We, we year round with that life. So I mean, if 
if I had to coin the phrase or, or put a term or definition to it, I'm not with all the, you know, drinking, turning up, all that stuff. But, um, yeah, grown man life, a grown man summer, taking care of your family, your kids, you know, running your business, doing your thing. Okay, that's that's grown man summer. But that's grown man year for real, <laughs> all year. But, you know, I've seen a couple things online about the hot girl summer. The most, the most I hear about it is, I, I mean, the most people I see saying something more like the younger, the, the millennials, you know what I'm saying, the, the early 20s or, or teenagers, stuff like that. So I'm like, yo, that's that's their lane. I let them have it. I ain't got no, no say in that, you know what I'm saying? But right. I, I, I don't pick. I mean, shoot, I got a 20-year-old daughter, you know what I'm saying? So I let them have that. That's their lane. But I've seen, like, um, something where... What's the boy name? The basketball player's uh, wife has said something about it or whatever, and everybody started dragging her or whatever, whatever. Uh, what's her name? Curry, Steph Curry wife. Uh, Aisha Curry. Yeah, she had said something about the whole. Um, somebody had interviewed her, and asked her about uh, the hot girl summer, and she mixed up the artists. She said it was. Um, she said it was a. Uh, what's them girl's name? Um, the girls would be rapping. City girls. She said it was city girls' song. And all that, so somebody they had to come through and correct her. And I was just like, you know, the way I saw it, they was dragging her through the media with it or whatever. And my thing was just like, yo, <laughs> she about my age. I'm like, yo, stay out of them kids' business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right. She had no business uh try to roll with that with that wave right there. Like that's that's the that's the youngest business. Let them have that, man. Right. Because you know that's 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 that, 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 that keyboard. Because them kids are keyboard warriors. They will go. Oh, yeah. They oh, will they go ether in. you out on over that keyboard, bro. Like they will ether you out. Let you get something wrong. That's trendy. That's about them. Mm. Oh my god. Oh, they go in. The whole the beehives and all of them. You talk about their favorite artists. Oh, they. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, they. Yeah. Yeah, but they the ones need to be concerned about privacy on the internet. <laughs> they the ones need to be concerned. They the ones who like to throw they uh. Well, no, I ain't going to say all of them because you got some grown folk who do this too. But a lot of them like to get on these social medias, putting their face and everything on it, saying this, doing this, committing crimes, flashing stuff, doing all this crap. And then uh, they don't know what's happening with that data. They don't know what's happening with the stuff they're putting out about themselves that can come back later when they grown, when they finally reach them 30s. But then it's stuff that they did. In their early twenties and their teens online, that can really, you know, screw stuff up for them. So people need to just to, them that generation need to be careful with this internet. Man. I think we've been on it long enough. Well, this social media, not the internet, but the social media. I think we've been on it long enough that we kind of see what's going on now, and we can, you know, I mean, we can like, all right, know what what to do and what not to do. But a lot of these. Um, a lot of the younger folk were born with this. Like we remember a time, well, I know I remember a time where there was no no internet. You know what I'm saying? Let alone social media. I remember when there was no internet in the '90s, and I remember when there was no social media. I remember when we first got on um, MySpace. You know what I'm saying? But we remember a time before it, during, and when it's gone. I I, I still know how to operate. But a lot of people were born into this. They you, they don't remember or, or can even imagine a time without having social media. You know what I'm saying? It's everything to them. So they can't fathom the thought of it not being here. You know? 
Right. A lot of people have made money off this. A lot of people making money off people becoming celebrities off it and, you know, all that stuff. So it's just like when we talking about, yo, y'all need to not do this on there, blah, 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 we look like the old man, get off my lawn. You know what I'm saying? So they not going to listen. But universe is showing what's up. So, you know, and it, it, it goes back to the whole privacy thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like uh, a lot of them need to be more concerned about that privacy thing for real because uh, a lot of stuff they doing online is getting shared, is getting um, uh, used to, to target you for certain things and certain content getting put in front of you based on what you follow, what you posting, who you hanging with, who you tagging, what you doing in your live streams, all that stuff y'all think is for free. Evidence. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So you can't get upset. But like I say, man, we remember, uh, well, I know I remember a time where there was no social media. There is social media, and there's going to be a time where it's not. You know what I mean? It all come and go, man. We don't have Black Planet. We don't have MySpace. We don't have all kinds of stuff come through. And um, all that stuff we did on those social media, what happened to it? You know what I'm saying? But a lot of that stuff was used to study human behavior, our behavior, and they knew what will work later when they come back with more social medias. MySpace and all that stuff, seeing how people was acting on there and doing certain things on there and whatever, willingly giving up our life and our information and everything. They, they studied the game, so they already knew when we hit them with this and with this and with this, people will, you know, willingly give up his information so we have businesses and all that we can target to get the traffic and everything over to them if they pay us this amount of money all that stuff yeah it's it's it's, it's all it's all the business when i sit over here and i look at oh what were you saying i, I wish facebook would charge like a monthly fee to be on there kind of like uh linkedin you know what I'm saying? But how much I, I, I always wonder like who would if Facebook was to charge the same way Netflix charge, if Facebook was to start charging you to be on their platform, will people will a lot of people just stop being there? Or will people actually go there? I think a lot of people would hop over. I think a lot of people would hop over to Instagram and just whatever they do, because it's similar platforms. You can message on your platform, you can put a photo on your timeline. True, but if you're going to charge me for Facebook and it's the same similar format as Instagram and I'm not being charged on Instagram, I'm just going to go over to Instagram. And if I get charged over at Instagram and if you're forcing my arm and you're twisting it for me to pay for something, if I'm a cheap bastard, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to back to Twitter or back to Snapchat. But then, but then it becomes you just running around to get free shit. So if you if you want privacy, hey. you pay for it. If hey, you, but Dwayne, yeah, I, I I get where you're coming from, but we talking about an entire country of people yeah. that think differently. Yeah, 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 true, true. But they can ease no. that. They can they can they can kind of ease that up on you some kind of way because um, like. 
right, if 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 they if selling your information and this just me hypothetically speaking, but if if selling your information, which is what they're doing now, to make money, well, if you were to pay for the platform and as part of being a paying member, your your you know your privacy is not shared or what, however they can assure you that, but your privacy not shared and you know blah blah blah, then. If being on there is that important to you and it only costs you, let's say, 2 or $3 a month, if you really lack concern about privacy and not being targeted and all that, because I think they say the um, FCC or whoever, whoever supposed to, like, um, do something with the whole targeting stuff now, like make it so you can't target people or they can have some option to turn it off and all that stuff. And um, if, if you was paying for it, you know what I'm saying? Then it, it might be a different experience. I'm just saying. It might not. It might be. But it depends on what you on Facebook for. All of us not on there for the same reasons. You know what I'm saying? Me, I'm, I've started going more over on LinkedIn. Because that's where like a lot of businesses and stuff be at. And business owners and everything. And LinkedIn is a paid platform as well. It's free, but it got a, a, a paid um, branch to it. And if I'm paying to be on the social media platform... I'm not paying to be on there posting memes and bull crapping and scrolling. You know what I'm saying? Just looking at what other people doing. Like I'm over there trying to do business or something. So, you know what I mean? That's why I kind of like the LinkedIn platform. Right. So if that's the case, then I think, then if you're saying that Facebook's a charge for their business side of stuff, then that's a fair conversation. But when it comes to just casual, I just want to be on social media for fun. If they start charging from that, oh my God. They would run quicker than a rapper away from a videographer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they would because people don't got addicted to just being on somebody's thing for free. So you either, right. so your choice would either be pay, pay for the service or be the product. So if you want to continue to use it for free, just understand you are the product and we got to make our money off of selling your information. But... If you want to pay and we stop all that, you got the option to block yourself from this by yourself. And that. All right, cool. But they got to make money some kind of way. They got. They make money off advertising. They, they make, make money, money off boosted posts. Post. Yeah. From us, from business owners. Trying to, but we, they, they can't make, make it money off, off of us. anybody. They can't make the money off of business owners if we don't have an audience to target. Like, we can't just pay them a thousand dollars to 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 do an ad for us and then show up on everybody's timeline like no it has to be targeted because people everybody not into what we selling right they have they have that they have that um they have that um interface for you to do that i know but they have to do their but they have to collect the data on the people so we can know who we are targeting when we put our ads like we 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 can we can go all the way down to see who just purchased the house in the last 30 days you know what I mean? Who just got a credit card in the last 30 days? Who just purchased the car? Like, we can get we can get that information. But it's like, they had to collect it some kind of way so that we are able to get it to, to pay them to be able to target it. But if we just giving them money to target a broad audience of probably 90% of them don't even care about our product, then it's like, it's a waste of money. Nobody will spend money with them. So, they have to um, collect the data or whatever so that they can make their money. But if you was able to pay for your data not to be collected, get what? It only won't be collected on Facebook, but everywhere else you shop or everywhere else you go, it be collected. 
websites we go to collecting it. They got cookies, you, all that stuff on the websites. We got Facebook pixels where we can see if you went to our website, you know what I mean, or see what traffic went from Facebook to the website, and then you can retarget that audience. Stuff like that is all embedded everywhere, man. Right. Right. And they sharing everything. They're sharing um, business posts. They're sharing um, marketing things. They're sharing, I mean, all types of different types of businesses, even even TMZ. Because um, recently on TMZ, they released, um, there was a couple of things that was going on with celebrity and privacy. And it's funny we're talking about that because recently um, there was a stalker um that was stalking taylor swift there was future's bodyguard got knocked out from behind in a very roundabout punk way and then asap rocky is pretty much um looking at possible two years in jail over some altercation over there in um sweden and then the altercation is captured online so it's one of those situations where and this is where i wanted to switch gears on you for a second um I wanted to kind of get your your quick take on how safe are celebrities now with all this data being shared and stuff of that nature? How safe are these celebrities when you hear these instances? Because I don't think they're that whole mystique that they used to have. They used to come out and all that mystique would be there. That's gone. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I think what's happened with back to social media and all where you remember a time where you only get to see or hear from your celebrities when they were on TV, but you couldn't reach them or your favorite celebrity couldn't reach them. And now with the uh, advent of, of, of social media where you can just Twitter or tweet or, or Instagram, IG, whatever these people, people start to feel like they know these people. Right. And then, and then the fact that you that they see their lifestyle every day, they can just go on to a social media and see something somebody's doing daily. They feel like they know these people, and they go to the next level where I can get to them in person now. You know what I'm saying? Because it used to be, you know, they will fall out once they found out. Oh, I can I can see them on the internet and talk to them, text them through the um, social media. Now that wore off. That's not enough. Now people feel like I gotta. I, I, now I can get close to him. Oh, he's gonna be at this place on this day. I'm going there. You know what I'm saying? And they don't see nothing wrong with it. They don't see it as stalking or whatever. They just see it as another way to get closer to celebrities or whatever. But then you got that's that's the ones who might be cool in the head. But then you got people who's sick. You got people who got issues, and you know they start trying to harm them and stalk them and do all this stuff. But Unfortunately, and sad as it is, and crazy as it sounds, people think they know you because of your social media, because they're able to follow you every day and see your stuff, and they know your children's name, they know your favorite food, they know your cars, they see and watch your stuff every day for years. They feel like they know you. You know what I'm saying? And then when they see you in person and hey, try to talk to you, and you all stand off, is they like, oh, this ain't the guy who be online. So. People um, with this social media stuff, man, it, it's made the world smaller and people feel like they know these people personally and they feel like it, yeah, I can run up on them. And, 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 and switch gears a little bit, but, but sticking on this topic, clout chasing. Like people like to run up on these celebrities and, and, and do swing on them, do whatever, 
but you always notice that it's the camera rolling, right? Somebody always rolling that camera, and they want to be able to post this stuff. They don't care. They, they, they want to get some form of fame, whether it, it's not even 15 minutes no more. It's 15 seconds of fame. You know what I mean? By and they don't care. And they don't care if it doesn't require talent. I'm sorry. Running up on some big dude that's not even looking your way and punching him in the face. Just to say you did that. Is ridiculous. want to record it and be the first. They, it's like everybody in this rush to be the first to put something out. They ain't making no money for it. They ain't TMZ. It's just like they just want to record stuff happening. Even if it's a crime, they don't even think about the fact that they are accessories to crimes or anything. They just run up and want to throw a camera in people's face and record everything. And hopefully they get a, a confrontation out of these celebrities so they can possibly just post it on Instagram and say, ah, look what happened. And I'm just like, yo, it's sick out here, man. So no, they not safe. Somebody, it's, it's like, it used to be, remember, I ain't going to say back in the day like I'm dating myself because this still happens, but not as much. But remember when it was only um, paparazzi running up to you with cameras? You know what I'm saying? Right. That real people who work in, who work for companies that they're supposed to trying to get this story. So they run up on you five, six deep with cameras, and, and the celebrity was used to it. They're comfortable. They're like, all right, yeah, it is what it is. They might talk to one or two. But now, when you see dudes running up to you with a cell phone, it's like, yo, you looking around on defense like, oh, somebody trying to do something to me just to get it on live or, or on Facebook or something. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to put more celebrities on edge. Yeah, yeah, they trying to get it somewhere, so it's, it's it's definitely not safe. And I can understand these celebrities just trying to be out. I mean, they signed up for this when they when they you know took on these uh, occupations, but still, they don't deserve to get uh, uh, attacked and all that stuff in the streets. But you know what I'm saying? It's people who, when you see them, can't when you see them cell phones out and somebody running up on you with the cell phones, it's like yo. Ah, you just met me in person. Won't you? Won't you enjoy this experience? Put that phone down. Let's talk real quick. Like people don't want to sit and try to be cool with you with a phone running because they know nine times of ten you up to something. You trying to get me to say something or do something so you can turn this footage in or or post it online and get some followers. That's all they want is some followers, bro. It's sad. So yeah, it's not safe for these celebrities out here, man. Because people want that clout. They chasing clout heavy. And they run up on you and just had the cameras rolling, not to see you um, enjoying yourself or doing something. They looking for some drama to happen so they can post it and get some clout. You know what I'm saying? So we in that clout era, and yeah, it's a scary thing. So these celebrities, yeah, nobody's safe for real. When people run up on you with these cameras, on these cell phones and stuff, trying to record something happening. It's crazy. Even you if I'm out in the street and I see people... With their phones looking up, I start looking around like, yo, what's somebody about to try to run up on me? And they trying to record it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It'll you know, make you paranoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can understand these celebrities being paranoid, you know, out here with people wanting to just go live and record stuff happening to people. Like, yo, it's sick, man. Sick out here. So. Right. It's, it's. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where. It's one thing if you're at a Comic-Con and the celebrities are far off, they're introducing their show or whatever, and you're getting footage of that. Okay, that's one thing. To turn around and do wild antics following these celebrities around, 
taking videos of them in their intimate moments or private moments is ridiculous, repulsive, and downright disgusting to me. That's a little bit much. Like you trying to invoke a fight. Like there's a strategy to try to get somebody to fight you. There's a strategy involved in that. You know, keep following them around. Keep getting up in their face here and there. Like there's a strategy involved in that. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You know, so it's. It's, it's, the, it's the clout chasers, man, who do that kind of stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's almost like, like when people at concerts and everybody, you at the concert, but you recording with your phone. Like, for what? The whole time? Like, for what? Like, enjoy it. You hear. Right. They never look back at that crap later. You post it because you want to show the rest of your the world or your people you follow or whatever. Look where I'm at. Look at what I'm doing. Like, look what I just I just seen Beyonce. Look, 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 look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. All right, that's cool. Right. It's one. It's one thing to get like a thirty second clip or something like that just for you to have it. Just say you know what I mean as a good memory. But you sitting there recording a full blown whole set. You might as well watch it on your television. At that point, yeah, you might as well watch at home and look better. Then your cell phone footage. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can see if you might have pwned got a picture or whatever, but it'd be people just sitting there the whole time, following a person across the stage and recording or going live to show everybody. And I'm like, yo. Yeah, they just want to show it. They just want to show somebody, look where I was at, look what I was doing. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a lot of that going on. That's why people... Run up on celebrities and all that just to say, look at what I look at what I captured. Like, you a fucking journalist now? You know what I mean? Like, you only want to capture bad stuff happening to people, and you happy about putting it out? You know what I'm saying? I seen I seen a couple of things that happened in Baltimore. You know, a couple of incidents. Somebody got shot and all that stuff, and was on the ground. And people, somebody literally recorded it and put it on to social media. Like, for what? Yeah, it's like the family might see that and be just yeah, totally so disturbed by seeing that. People got kids and all that stuff. They even wind up seeing this stuff. like, And people don't care. It's like if you ask them why you pose it, they can't even explain. It's just like, yo, why you? It's, it's clout because they want that little bit of attention of people coming to their page clicking like. They say like is the new drugs. And that's fact. When people hear that ding going off, it does something to them. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 you don't get paid for it. You don't get no money. It don't improve your life. But if you got some more followers, a hundred more people came and followed you and clicked like. Or the engagement, the comments underneath. Yeah. You see 300 or 200 comments that you wasn't used to getting and you used to only get five comments on your stuff. It does something to you. It does something for them. They doing it for the likes. And I'm just like, yo, them likes ain't going to pay no bills. Them likes ain't going to feed you and your family. Like, why are you doing so much? To get them. Like, do something real. That same energy you putting into doing all that shady shit for likes, you can put it into something real, something better, and get buddy or whatever. Like, people doing the most for these likes, man. It's crazy. So, yeah, definitely not safe for these uh, for these people, uh, these these uh, celebrities, man. I heard about the future, um, future's uh, bodyguard or whatever, but I didn't want to see that. I didn't even go see it. I, I heard about it. I'm like... That's the reason why somebody recorded it, because they wanted 
to go viral. They wanted to go viral and they wanted somebody to, but you ever notice when people record this stuff, they never get no credit. It it bounces around to different streams. A uh, a uh, uh, different big name uh news outlets grab it and put it up. But the person who originally posted, they don't get no credit for that. You don't hear their name or who put it up. It just it, they sure don't. Yeah, the video get tossed around. So you probably the person probably in their little in their little room like, Yeah, that's my footage, I put it up. Yeah, I'm the first one who who put it out. Nobody cares. We saw it on TMZ. So far as we're concerned, TMZ got the footage. You ain't. Right. You know what I mean? They weren't smart enough to even try to sell the footage first to TMZ or something like that. They just throw it up on their stream so they can get some likes. You know what I'm saying? But if you was the only one who had the footage and you seen it, you could have shopped it around if, that, if it was that serious. But you never really hear about who was the original person who who filmed it. Once it hit the internet, everybody grabs it and put it on their joint. So, what are you doing it for? Yeah, Some people would go as far as put their name at the bottom or logo at the bottom or some shit. Like, yeah. It's sick out here. Yeah, with some, with a comic, with a comic stands font. <laughs> right. <I was> saying, <laughs> and it tells you click like and subscribe. Right. This is crazy, man. This is really crazy, man. Um, it it's it's um it's one of those things people got really got to wake up. I I think the biggest thing um coming away from this is people really need to check their mental health. I think now more than ever, I think people need I think people really need to get therapy, man. And it's not you have to be crazy as hell to to get a therapist, man. Like some some of these people need it. A lot of people need it. Um, because I mean, just the way people are acting for a computer interface is kind of a kind of wild to me um you know it's just one of those situations where i th- i think we need to take a step back as a people i think we need to take a step back and really judge ourselves look at ourselves and be like okay is this mentally healthy for me to do this is this ethically right for me to do this how am I affecting other people if I do this? Nobody thinks anymore. Everybody just wants to be first and rush and judge and prejudge. And I, I have to say this because I have to feel like I have to I, I need to feel important and I need to push a cause. No, take a step back before you act, reassess, figure out your thoughts before you say something and project. That's what people really need to do. I think people jump the gun way too much and then focus on other things. So that's just my last two cents about uh, that particular topic. Dwayne, you have any last thoughts on that? No, no, no. Nope. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. He said, no, I'm good. I'm <laughs> good. He was like, to hell with them. These people are nuts. <laughs> no, because then we go, I, I was like, you know, we might say that for another another show. We go into the whole mental health thing, especially with the um, with the social media and, you know, what's, what's going on with that because, I got some thoughts on that stuff, and it's like we'll be here for another hour. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 save that for another time. Have you uh, have you checked out a uh, Marvel Studios announcement with Comic Con and the different stuff that they're doing? No, I, I really don't keep up with that. So, so long story short, um, I'll give my two cents about this. So, if you want to chime in any questions of that sort. Um, Marvel 
basically did a re-release with some a little bit of footage for Endgame. It beat out Avatar um, numbers-wise um, for a highest-grossing film globally. I think it hasn't. It still hasn't beat Gone with the Wind uh, when they did the uh, inflation numbers and stuff of that nature. Um, here are my thoughts about some of the stuff that they're coming out with. So, obviously, because of competition and business reasons, um, series like Loki, WandaVision, and The Winter Soldier and The Falcon will be on Disney+, Plus, if I'm not mistaken. Also, there will be a Black Widow. I think a Black Widow film is going to be coming out. Also, it's been announced that Marshala Ali who is known for True Detectives, Moonlight, and House of Cards. He will be playing Blade uh, for Marvel Studios. That was one of the big announcements at Comic-Con. My thoughts are this. Um, I think it's going to be awesome to see. They're also bringing in, um, we're also going to see the Eternals. We're also going to see a new Thor movie. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what comes about uh, with the phase four, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And um, I was hoping to get Black Panther 2. I guess they're going to put that to the side till later. Uh, <laughs> that's just me. Um, but it's going to be really interesting. I hope they can, you know, I hope this isn't something where they gave the meat and potatoes with, you know, the Cinematic Universe. And now we go to phase four and they're just milking the cow at this point, milking what's left. You know, trying to get another dollar out of us. I hope that's not the case. I hope that the content and the integrity of the content and the value of the content is still high. And, you know, I think we're going to get that with this. So it's going to be real interesting to see what happens. So that's just my two cents. Uh, I like um, the only thing I was a little bit weirded out about was the uh, graphic, uh, the graphics choices of the fonts for the the different series a little bit off to me um but i mean that's that's me nitpicking that's me getting to my videographer bag um so yeah man i think uh that's this is all the topics that we have uh for this edition of audio airstrike uh Dwayne, um i appreciate you for coming on man i really do Um, if you want to plug where they can find you at, where they can find you at under one media, stuff of that nature, you're more than welcome to do so at this time. Yeah. Um, so my work can be found that my photography work is at, uh, Dwayne underscore Hazelwood, H-A-Z-E-L-W-O-O-D. That's on Instagram. And my, um, video work is at under one underscore media. So it's, um. The word under, then the number one, and then underscore media. Also, um, photo works at my website at dhazelwood.com. And my under one website has been built, but you can still go to underonemedia.com, and it'll take you over to my Facebook business page, where a lot of my uh, video work and stuff is on there. So I think that's all my plug. I don't do the Twitter. I don't do the, uh, what's that other one? The Snapchats. I don't uh, uh, I just, <laughs> nah, nah. You can just find me on the Yeah, yeah. I leave that for the. I leave the Snapchat for the kids, man. I don't do the Twitter either. But yeah, you. You know what? I got a Twitter. I got a Twitter, but I. Don't, I don't use it. It's just. I, I think you can find it under uh, Dwayne Hazelwood or Wayne Hazelwood or something like that. But I don't. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Well, I mean, if if they can't find you, these these data people can. So you're good. 
I'm just I'm just joking. I'm just getting the jokes off. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. We I want to thank you for coming on, man, and 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 sharing and us sharing and and kind of doing the iron sharpens iron version of this podcast and and really just kind of uh, enlightening people on what to watch out for, what to look out for, and stuff of that nature, man. I really do appreciate it. And um, like to have you on again. So you're definitely um, that invite is uh, sincere. So just letting you know in advance. Yes, indeed. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be happy to come back on brother. Okay, good. Awesome. Well, this has been another edition of audio airstrike. I'm Everett Hall McNeil. Thank you for rocking with us until next time, everybody. See you. Take care.